Welcome to another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty, coming to you here Wednesday afternoon, uh, about 29 hours away from the start of the NFL season. So, yeah, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be the day of the season. So football's back, and we're here to talk about it some more. Um, On today's episode, we're going to give you six picks for week one. If you're familiar with Low Expectations and you listened last year, you know we do a pick show every week. So just coming to you again this year with the pick show. We were pretty good last year. Uh, I, don't have my, I don't have the record what, what I was, but did pretty good. Uh, same thing as last year, just six picks. Um, and for week one, we might even give you a bonus one um, at the end. But yeah, we have six picks for week one. Before we start today's show, uh, I'd point you in the direction of yesterday's show and all of our division previews that I've been doing. Uh, but yesterday's show, particularly, we did a mega preview with Seth and Jacob and made Super Bowl picks and and just dove all in. Uh, talked about some quarterbacks, talked about some divisions, talked about a lot. Um, so yeah, almost two hours long. So yeah, go grab that, go grab that podcast. Um, it's a really good one. And then if you're looking for a specific division, I did single ones on the NFC North, the NFC South with Mark and then Wallen. And that was a good one. And then I also did the NFC East. So yeah, we have previewed all the divisions and now today we are coming to you with six week one NFL picks. So, yeah, we were over 500 last year. That's always the goal against the spread. So, uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. We'll talk about some of these games, talk about some of these teams. Um, And the first game I have written down for a pick, and if you listen to the NFC East pod, this won't be a surprise, is Dallas minus two and a half. Uh, It's the late game, Sunday, week one. The Rams are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Um, Jacob made the point last year, uh, I mean yesterday, how much does home field really matter this year? I guess we'll see uh, with the no fans. is a, I mean, this game would have been half Dallas fans at least anyway, if not more. So not that it really matters here. Um, and I like Dallas this year, man. I don't like the coach, and the coach will come to bite them. The, co- the coach is the reason I didn't pick them to win the Super- to make the Super Bowl. I'm all in on Baltimore. But the coach is the reason I did not pick Dallas to make the Super Bowl. I've seen it before. I've seen it before, and he's going to do it again. But Dallas's offense is completely and, and totally stacked where this dude can't even mess it up. You got Dak. Um, I'm really high on Dak. He was in my opinion a top five to seven quarterback last year that's where I'd put him I think he's I think there's is a short list before you get to Dak Prescott's name on the quarterback list um and I think this offense with the weapons they have what they have on the outside with Amari with CD with Gallup I mean that's one of the best receiving cores in the league full stop and you look at what the Rams are and this defense has no shot against a team like this. Um, they are, I mean, they signed Ramsey the big deal today. 
and anyone on this podcast, nobody's a bigger Jalen Ramsey fan than me. No one. But other than him in the secondary, they have very little. A, a team like this, it's just not even going to matter what the Rams do on offense. I'm very confident in Dallas in this spot. I think they they might roll. I, 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 think, the, I think the Rams can put up some points, and Dallas's, Dallas's defense is it in its in of, of itself isn't good, but Dallas's offense is on another level. Um, I love I like Dak a lot more than Goff, obviously. Um, I like Dallas's weapons a lot more than LA's, and I just look here. I know McVay's had the extra time and the head coaching advantage. I know everyone's kind of out on Sean McVay, but we're just a year removed from literally. If you knew Sean McVay. NFL teams were like, can we hire you? Can we hire you? So I think maybe it was an overreaction and he was overrated this time last year. Um, but now I think he's become underrated. And I, I mean, the coaching advantage is big for the Rams here. So that's why I guess the line's this small. Um, but Dallas, like, I mean, I mean, I, there's like, I don't, I mean, Dallas is just, much better and and with no fans with i don't think this is going to be a big home field advantage they're saying this would be an eight and a half point game in dallas and i'm seeing that as what it is like i think dallas wins this game between seven and and ten to two touchdowns i think they win this game pretty comfortably um and that's the first pick i mean we talked rams a lot last podcast so i'd point you in that direction if you want to hear more Rams. Next pick I have is another uh, primetime game. Second game on Monday night. Uh, it's the Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. The Titans are two and a half, two point road favorites, or two and a half, depending on where you look. Um, this line has moved since the Von Miller news, which we literally got Seth's, uh close to live reaction on that, which is incredible on yesterday's podcast. Um, and but the it was it was Denver by one and now it's Tennessee by two or two and a half. That's a quarterback getting hurt line change. Va- Seth talked about it yesterday. Vaughn is still ve- was still very good, but there, he wasn't Super Bowl MVP Vaughn last year. Denver's offense is still really good. Denver is a place where I still kind of buy into the home field advantage because of the altitude. Um, Denver doesn't lose at home in, in early in the season. They're Nick Saban, Alabama level winning percentage, percentage at home early in the season um, in, in the month of September. That's how good they are since like the merger. This is not a small sample size. Massive sample size of Denver just being dominant at home early in the season. And that's regardless if they've had a bad team or not. So I look at them in this spot as an underdog. And I like them. I'm, I'm, I'm in on Denver here. I got them plus the points. If you're one of those people that want to buy it up to a field goal, go for it. I think Denver wins the game outright. Uh, I think these teams are even, and this line is way off. Like, this line is way off. Like, this line might be five points off. This is one of the biggest, like, this will be my biggest play of the week is Denver for sure. This is one of the biggest line discrepancies, in my opinion. Tennessee is being overrated here. Um, Denver doesn't lose at home. Vaughn is being overrated here. I hope we see Vaughn again uh, at some point at a really high level. He's a fun player to watch. 
but he's not a quarterback level impact. No defender is. And that's what this line is reflecting. This was Denver minus one yesterday. Um, it's moved three points. It's, it's crazy. This line is way off. I thought it was low at Denver minus one. Um, so I, I love Denver in this spot, and this is going to be my biggest play of the week. Uh, and Seth has really talked me into Denver. Uh, I look at Denver. Locke, I don't know. I, I could be talked in one way or another. I need to see more. And that's okay. It's okay. We don't need takes right now. I love takes as much as anyone. We don't need takes right now about this guy. Um, I need to see more. He has a ton of weapons. And I'll have takes fairly soon. Because if he blows this game for me, then I'm out. So Denver plus two uh, is the next pick. Next pick, Sunday afternoon, um, 225. Levi Stadium, the NFC champions, and one of the sexy picks this year for a sneaky playoff team. I'm I'm on it. I, I I'm I, I'm I'm with with everyone there on Arizona being a playoff team. Uh, San Francisco, Arizona at San Francisco. The Niners are seven point favorites. I'm taking Arizona plus seven. I think San Francisco wins the game. But you look at these San Francisco Arizona games last year, um, and I'll pull them up. And they were very close. Uh, the one was 26 to 36. That was the one in Levi Stadium. But if you remember, the Cardinals led late in the game. The Niners came back and then got the fumble. The Cardinals had the lead late in the game. Um, and then the game on Halloween in Arizona was a three-point game. So I look here at a team in Arizona that's much improved. We talked. We previewed the West. We previewed both these teams. So I'll just tell you why I'm taking the. I'm just taking the points because. San Francisco already coming to this game a little banged up. I think they win the game still, but Arizona keeps it close. They, they can cover the seven. They can at least push this. And if you want to buy it to seven and a half, like I said, go for it. And at very least, Arizona can get you that garbage time touchdown. They have that type of offense where they'll still be throwing the ball with five wide. And this high-powered offense, like, seven's a lot. And I just... Niners win the game, Cardinals cover. Um, you want more in-depth? We went deep on San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I keep plugging that uh, NFL preview podcast, but really a, a ton of stuff is on there, and both these teams were talked about in-depth. So, uh, yeah, but I'm taking Arizona plus the seven in Levi. Uh, the next pick I have is the Oakland Raiders minus three and a half. Um, we talked about the Raiders yesterday too, and they're playing the Panthers, who I talked about on the NFC South preview pod. You look at the Panthers this year, total rebuild. This line, I, I understand that right now, currently, the Panthers have talent on offense. They do, they do. I, I mean, Curtis Samuel, Green Bay needs to be on the phone trading for Curtis Samuel today. They desperately need a guy like him, a gadget guy that can rip off big chunks for you, that can make big plays out of nowhere. They need a guy like him. I'm a big fan. DJ Moore, I like DJ Moore. Um, like, they signed Robbie Anderson. There's pieces on this Carolina offense that are intriguing, but as far as being a competitive team in 2020, they're not close. Like, I I tried to buy in on Teddy, guys, but I'm out. I'm out on Teddy because I look at Teddy's stretch there where he went 5-0 and with New Orleans. 
There was nothing. He did nothing in every game. Like, literally nothing. If you want to prove me wrong, you can go look the stats and prove me wrong, but you're not going to. Uh, he did nothing in all five of those games. They won those games because the Saints are a loaded roster. And that's why I went with the Saints in the NFC, because I look at the Saints, and I just, like, it doesn't even matter if Breeze gets hurt. It honestly does not matter to me. If he's healthy by the playoffs, like, if Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston is in, they're going to win games. Like, they just are. That, that roster is loaded, top to bottom. Um... Anyway, sidetracked. Raiders, minus three and a half here over the Panthers. I just trust the Raiders to be a solid team last year, this year. They were last year. They came out of nowhere, really. And now this year, like, the Gruden jokes are funny, but I think he's proven himself to be a solid head coach. Like, the drafts, hey, they're going to the, reach in the draft, and they're going to take guys with speed and, and all that. And he's going to have funny quotes and and all that, but the rate he's a solid coach. The Raiders play hard for him. They're what they 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 they're really well coached. I, I'm in on this, and I think I'm in on them being eight and eight, and I'm in on Carolina being one of the worst teams in the league. So I look at a, a spot here where the Raiders go on the road as a three and a half point road favorite. Um, are we on all road teams so far? No, one. We got Denver. Um, and I just think they win the game by a touchdown. They can win this game by 10 points. I, I just, the Raiders' defense is bad. Um, so maybe it's a shootout and I'm going to end up getting burned here. But you look at Carolina's defense and there's no way. Like Jacobs is a huge play in daily if you're a daily fantasy guy this week. Um, that's that's got to be a guy you look at because Carolina's defense is horrible. Um Maybe even Carr as a low-play quarterback, he can throw a couple touchdowns. I expect the Raiders to put up points, and I don't even like Carr that much. But I just think the Raiders here is a nice spot for them, and I think they can win this by 7 to 10 points. So, covered in 3.5. Next next game, um, a game between the division rivals. Uh, it's the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a 6.5-point favorite here. These are two teams we dug into uh, in – yesterday's pot again so i'm trying not to be too repetitive here just the very next day um where we don't have any new content on these teams but um i look at the jets and the 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 bills i had the bills nine and seven and the jets seven and nine i don't see this as a big gap the the line suggests it's a big gap which i guess i'll get to now bills minus six and a half here i'm taking the points um I think I like Darnold more than Josh Allen. I think he's better than Josh Allen. I think if you put Sam Darnold on the Bills, they would win the division for sure. Darnold has shown us very little, but he hasn't shown us that he's bad either. Um, he's, I think he's flashed at the end of two consecutive seasons. He's flashed. And that gives a person like me who, who, who's believed in him um, I didn't like him pre-draft, and then I did after his rookie year, and I still do. I think, think he's so, I think he can be good. He hasn't shown us that yet, but um, other than a couple stretches here or there, the problem is the Jets gave him no weapons at all. But like Josh Allen has shown us to me, he's actively bad. He's had some good moments, and I know everyone was watching that Dallas game on Thanksgiving where he surprisingly played well, um, but last year but like he is not a good nfl quarterback i'm there i'm just there i I didn't like him coming out at all um he was horrible and coming out a horrible prospect 
and he went way high because he has a big arm and that's and he's athletic but as a quarterback prospect he was terrible and i'm just i don't think he's any good but the rest of this bills roster is and which is sad for bills fans because this quarterback is going to torpedo your season time and time again and you will continue to tell me how he's good when he's not um and this is just an anti-Josh Allen pick. When I see Josh Allen laying this many points, I'm going to fade the Bills because I think he's going to throw picks. I think he's going to turn the ball over. Like, who knows what this guy's going to do? Really, he plays like a... like He's like the Russell Westbrook version of, like, a quarterback. Where, where I mean, obviously, Russell Westbrook is a million times the caliber of player because Russell Westbrook's an MVP and average a triple-double and everything. But... As far as, like, bad Westbrook, that's what Josh Allen is. When Westbrook's really bad, like, when he was game two is a good example. Westbrook in game two, horrible, right? That's Josh Allen practically all the time to me. Just, like, sometimes he can flash brilliance because he has a cannon. He's athletic. um, But he just plays recklessly constantly. And you look at – you point to the playoff game for the best possible example. You want a big stage – that's the big stage to point to, not the Dallas game that these Bills fans keep talking about. Look what he did in the playoffs. He was a train wreck. He, had, he was okay sometimes, and then other times he was an absolute disaster. I just think he's going to self-combust a couple times. The Jets are going to probably lean on Le'Veon because their coach is still Adam Gase, and they're not going to let Darnold throw, and they don't, they also they don't have any receivers at all. Um, and I just think this is going to be a close game. Um, I think it's a three-point game one way or the other. And so six and a half is too much. Um, so give me the Jets plus six and a half as I just didn't really say a good thing about either team. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, six pick. And we're going to have an extra one for you um, coming up. So, but So we got this one and then another one. So my six pick for week one is the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game's in New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is another place. It's kind of like Denver, where I look at New Orleans, and I'm like, you know, even with no fans, I don't want to go there. I just don't want to go there. It's, 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 it's not fun to go there. It's that dome. They fly around there on offense. I mean, I know they keep losing in the playoffs there, but they're scary in the dome. Um, this line is suggesting that the Saints on a neutral field are a half point better than the Bucks. I'm sorry, but that is ridiculous. The Saints are much better than Tampa. This game's in New Orleans. Um, I think this defense eats up Tampa's offense. Um, and yeah, I think the Saints roll, roll. Like this line is way too low. Um, these teams are not this close. Like if this is a if this line was if this was a game, I'm, I'll, I'll say this: if this was a game in week eight or week six, I bet this line is Saints by seven and a half. I think this line is strictly off the Bucks hype, which has gone way too overboard. And we 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 dove into Tampa deep last, uh, yesterday, um, so. You want my takes on Tampa. They're all there. But I don't like the fit. I get is pretty much what it is in a nutshell with Brady and Arians and this offense. Uh, I still got my questions about the defense. I know the front seven is good, but 
the back four is not. And and I don't trust this offense to really be better than last year. And people will say that's crazy. And I guess I'll just get into it again. Um, and people will say that's crazy because Brady is an upgrade over Jameis. Fine. Brady's better than Jameis. I'll give you that. Um, but what I would say about that is, is, is Jameis's talents fit Arian's offense a million times better than Brady's does. Brady has not efficiently thrown the ball down the field in five years, and last year it fell off a cliff um, where it went from inefficient to almost worst in the league. Um, And all Arians has ever wanted to do any place he's been, any quarterback he's had, is throw the ball down the field. Tampa's personnel with Godwin and Evans fits the scheme to throw the ball down the field. Tom Brady does not. The Fournette signing, I don't care. I, I, I could not care less. Uh, and I just love the Saints this year. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think they're a machine. They, they're just dominant. They're loaded. And I think they roll. I think this is a... St- now, the worry here is the Saints do this thing every week one where like they won week one last year, but they almost lost to the Texans, uh, that crazy game. And then two week ones ago, Tampa came in there when Tampa wasn't supposed to be very good. And the saints were coming off the digs play. Uh, that's that, that, so they were coming off a really good season. Um, and Tampa rolled them. So the Saints have a tendency to kind of not show up in week one. But in this spot, I think they come out and like, no, this division is still ours. This division is not up for the taking like people are talking. We run the South. We're the best team in the division. We're showing you right now. Um, and it, it seems like, and the Saints are going all in. They might be the projected salary cap with no fans, they're projected like 80 million over the cap next year. Obviously that's not a real, but that, like they're so far all in. Um, they're so far all in and yeah, but I like the saints in that spot and I like them this year. I think they get to the super bowl, but I think Lamar wins it. Um, so the extra, so that's my six, uh, Dallas minus two and a half Denver plus two. Arizona plus seven, Raiders minus three and a half, Jets plus six and a half, Saints minus three and a half. And then the extra pick is going to be the opening game. Uh, And that's obviously tomorrow. So hopefully you can listen to this before then. But it is the Houston Texans at the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a nine and a half point home favorite. Talked a lot of Houston last episode, and I'll just hit it again here quickly, is I think, I think they're being underrated. And I didn't even necessarily go into that thinking they were underrated. But now into this thinking they were go- underrated. But now I'm in on it because they've – like you obviously the Hopkins trade, very bad. Horrible value for DeAndre Hopkins. No one's going to argue that. But they bring in Cobb. Uh, Will Fuller, when he plays, is amazing uh, for them for whatever reason. Their offense is amazing. He's not amazing, but like, yeah, he's amazing. Like, they, like their offense suddenly becomes amazing when he plays. Like, he's a really underrated receiver. Uh, he's never healthy, but when he plays, their offense is 
much better. That was with or without Hopkins. Like, Will Fuller has been the key for their offense being efficient or not because the deep ball threat that he provides. Um, and that that just cha- that opens up so much more for them. They still have Kenny Stills. Like, I get it. The Hopkins trade's terrible. DeAndre's a top five receiver in the league. No one's arguing any of that. But their receiving core is not terrible. Deshaun's still a baller. I think he's a top five quarterback um, in the league. Their defense sucks. I get it. I don't like Bill O'Brien as much as the next guy. But I look at Bill O'Brien as a terrible GM. Like, Bill O'Brien, the GM, is maybe the worst in the league. But I then look at um, Bill O'Brien, the coach, and I don't think he's that bad. I, I, and I, I, I've, I've criticized him a lot in the past, but I look at him and I get it, his fourth down decision-making where he's constantly punting on fourth and short and uh, they're being conservative on third and short when they have Deshaun and is maddening. I, I, I get it. I, it frustrates me too. But also, Houston just keeps winning the division. So Bill O'Brien sucks, but Houston wins the division every year. So it's one of those things that I can't decide what it is because yes, that he's had Deshaun lately, but even he'd win it with like Matt Schaub and TJ Yates. And they were always in that early playoff game every year because they are constantly winning the AFC South. And it's helped that the AFC South's been terrible. Um, But I don't think he's a bad coach. And I look at him in this spot. I don't think they're going to win the game. But nine and a half? I, I just... Houston... Casey, let's 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 look at last year. Houston won there in the regular season last year, um, and Hop and uh, and uh, Deshaun threw two picks. He didn't even play that well. Um, they won there. Mahomes played that game. They won there. They were up twenty four to zero in the playoffs, and then Mahomes avalanche. Of course, we know, but this isn't a team that is going to go into Kansas City and be like, we can't win this game. They've, they've played Kansas City decently tough. Uh, nine and a half is a lot. Deshaun's a baller. Um, and just give me the points. I'm, I'm going to take the points. So that's your extra pick. To recap one more time, it is now the updated picks for week one. We'll get you the Thursday night game. Texans plus nine and a half at the Chiefs. That's our first pick. We got the Sunday night game. We have Dallas minus two and a half at the Rams. And then we have a Monday night game. So three primetime games for you where we have the Denver Broncos plus two. Um, And then we have the Arizona Cardinals plus seven at the Niners. We have the Raiders minus three and a half at Carolina we have the Jets plus six and a half at the Bills and then we have the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half first the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so yeah um these pick shows are usually 25 to 35 minutes and usually we have more to talk about maybe recap the week if we've only haven't done a show but yeah this is usually what you're going to get from the pick shows Uh, usually just me. We'll see if we get some guests on for it or not, but, uh, 
yeah, guys, football is here. I hope you guys are as excited as I, as I am. Um, and low expectations schedule. Expect a podcast Sunday night or Monday. Um, recapping week one. Uh, maybe Tuesday. But yeah, early next week. Recapping week one. And then we'll have the pick show. And then we'll have guests discussing different topics. I've promised for two years that Low Expectations was going to go all in, but this is really the year that Low Expectations is going all in. We have things set up all for next week. Um, So, yeah, hope you guys are enjoying these. Hope you enjoyed the preview shows. We thank you for listening. Uh, You know, you look at, it's not that much. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to brag, but you look at the numbers from this time last year to now, and it's, it's crazy. So I really appreciate all the support. If you, want, if you don't mind, uh, ask at the end of every episode, just swinging by iTunes, give us a rating and review, preferably five stars. That just helps us continue to grow and continue to put out hopefully good content. And if we're not, let us know in the reviews. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Peace.